0: The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will will not
1: lose. I'm a bad man. I shook up the world.
2: Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Yes, he's a DB of the show and we are black in sports Giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble Here, interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom We're laughing at it all, covering it all while providing a platform to be heard So without further ado, what we like to do is we we welcome our uh, guests to the show Um, And I'm going to start with a question on this this episode Um, If you can, you've heard of... um, Wilson, you heard of Nike, you heard of Lululemon, but can you name just one black apparel athlete company, right? So, so, you don't have to guess any longer. We brought one in today. We got Mr. Rodney Wilkins in today. So, let's clap it up for the CEO, Rodney Wilkins. All right, so, how we'd like to start the show off is a shoot your shot Moment, All right. So, Ronnie, this is where you talk about a time that you bet on yourself. It could have been early on in your career, during your high school days, even currently now. But just a shoot your shot moment. Give us a quick story about how either it went well or it didn't go so well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. uh, I'm a uh, veteran in the military. I spent seven and a half, almost eight years in the Navy, worked my way up um, to, you know, E5 high ranking. Uh, At the time I was overseas with all the incentives and everything added up, I was making well over a hundred thousand a year. Okay. Uh, But my heart just wasn't in it no more uh, anymore. And I felt as if there was something inside of me that was calling me to better, bigger, and it was unknown. And so I bet on myself. I was like, all right, I can either stay in this, you know, be comfortable with the hundred K that I'm making a year, and it's only going to, you know, progress from there. Right. Or, you know, I can, you know, get out and figure it out on my own. And so I ended up doing that last year. I ended up getting out right before the pandemic hit too, right in March, March 2020 is uh, when I got out and then, you know, April and May is when everything started to go haywire. But um, I got out uh, and I had my plan set. I said, I'm going to, you know, go into the stock market. I'm gonna go into entrepreneurship. What I've always wanted to do, which is never had time, you know, working 14, 15 hour days right, every day. Right. You don't really have time to, you know, uh, study up and get your, you know, everything going. And so I bet on myself and here we are, man. Black athletics.
2: There we go. There we go. So we're gonna get into all of that good stuff, man.
1: All right, for sure. So sure. so Rodney, uh athletics, what what drew you to athletics? Where was the, your start for I guess your love for athletics in general?
0: It started, man, uh, when I was a kid, I always liked sports, so I grew up in a house with like all girls, so getting outside with sports was like my escape, man. It was like my paradise, my sanctuary, um, and, you know, just being with, you know, a bunch of guys, man, and, you know, just hooping and playing football, wrestling, you know, whatever it is, that was just something competitive and athletic, you know, I always loved that, and so... Once I started getting into, you know, more organized sports, like, you know, the basketball, the track and football and stuff like that, um, I'll never forget. Somebody told me that a lot of things that you learn in sports, you're going to be able to use it in life. And so, um, you know, I grew up single parent household with, you know, just uh, me and my mother, my two sisters. We lived in the house with my uh, auntie as well and she had two daughters. So I'm in a house with six girls and it's just me and a girl dog. a (laughs) girl dog. dog.
1: (laughs) No escape,
0: man. No escape. Uh, All of them, all over the place. But, um... But, yeah, man, I just fell in love with it uh, then, man, the competitiveness. You know, I wasn't really getting that competitive drive in the house. It was just all women. But, you know, when I go around, my cousins or around guys. You know, we're playing sports. And, you know, we're being rough and doing our thing, man. And so uh, that's when I really fell in love with it, man.
2: Got you. And so none of the your sisters or anyone had any kind of uh sports or any kind of uh, playing days in their career?
0: Yeah, man. So my sister, uh, my youngest sister, she did track. Okay. She ran track in middle school. And then uh, my older cousin, who I was in the house with, she actually played basketball. She was actually dope. Okay. She was actually She beat me up until <laughs> she couldn't. So, <laughs> there yeah, it is. so uh, yeah.
2: So what, uh, what sports you uh, you did you was it high school you started running track?
0: Yeah, high school I started running track, but um, all throughout middle school, elementary, and stuff like that, I was primarily basketball. Okay. Yeah, primarily
1: basketball, yeah. So, uh, Detroit. Uh, I know you, you have yeah, been in sir. Detroit, so Detroit. Big, Pist- big big Pistons fan? Uh, I guess staying on the basketball topic?
0: Of course. You know, I'm <laughs> definitely a Pistons fan, for sure. For sure. My heart's been getting broken for the last 10 years, but, you know, it is what it is, man. It's a hard life being a Detroit sports fan as a whole.
1: <laughs> So who I mean we we talked about a little bit uh you know offline but I want the audience to know kind of somebody that you looked up to on the Pistons that we share a hometown with and, and what I about know. his game that uh you know kind of you know drew
0: you to him Chauncey Billups man hands down it was Chauncey Billups man I don't know what it was man I really think it was just his swag you know how he he was so smooth the way he moved and how he dribbled. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, he was pulling up from Curry range before Curry was doing it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, You know, and and he was a floor general, man. He was actually what, you know, is considered a point guard. You know what I'm saying? That position, he had that position locked in, man. And, uh, you know, the way they ran the team, how they operated so well, like it wasn't no, you know, big names on the team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, It wasn't no, like, LeBrons on the team or anything like that. They they were kind of like the Spurs in my eyes. They all played their position, and they played it so well. And they had that floor general in Chauncey, man. You know, he just come down the court. He coming down real smooth, thinking that, you know, oh, man, he ain't about to do nothing. He'll hit you with something real quick and pull up. Next thing you know, they got three points going back down. So <laughs> Chauncey is for sure, man. That's my guy, man, for sure.
2: So definitely kudos and big ups. You happy to see him uh, get a coaching role? We still support him and follow him today?
0: Of course, man, of course. I'm happy. Uh, like I was just telling MH earlier, I know they had offered him a coaching role with the Cavs while the Cavs were going through their, you know, crazy transition with, you know, LeBron, D-Wade leaving and coming in and uh, things uh, like that. So uh am glad he didn't hop on that one. And that's why I like Johnson. He, he, he's real strategic how he moves, man. I'm telling you, he's real strategic. He's like, nah, nah, something better going to come. And now he with Dame Dollar and, and the Trailblazers, man. So hopefully they, you know, make some noise next year.
2: Hopefully Dame stays with them, right?
0: Hopefully, hopefully, right. if they right. go to the Lakers, then I don't blame them. <laughs> Super team, it makes
1: sense. No, nah, yeah, nah. That's, that's the wrong coast. He can, go, he can go over to the Knicks or to New York. Oh, here we there. go. We here found we that go. Oh, on the Detroit I topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does that.
2: He does that, Roddy.
1: What, what's your thoughts on uh, Ben Wallace was a, a, a teammate or a member of that championship. This team, I mm-hmm. think he just—I think he's a, a finalist for Hall of Fame. Moving up, you know, to next year. What's your thoughts on Ben Wallace being a Hall of Fame? Well deserved. So, so what, what's kind of your thoughts on it? Well, well deserved, and that's
0: not even me being biased. That's uh, not even me being biased. Man. I'm not <laughs> well deserved man.
2: So let's hear the backup for that dude. <laughs> well deserved. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, well deserved, <laughs> man. Well deserved. I mean, NBA champion. Okay, you know. I feel like I, I, I want to say in order to be in the Hall of Fame, you got to be a champion. But being a champion got to get you, you know, a lot of leg up when it comes to the however they vote or do, you know, their processes. But also, he's you know what, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, two-three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, um, he's
2: a beast in the the, Say it again. He was a beast in the lane. I mean, you wasn't coming in there.
0: Yeah, he was, he was a beast. I'm shut down. I mean if you can contain shack in a whole series you know what i'm saying the is a hall of famer he contained shack man defensive player of the year nba champion uh i don't even know how many times all star he was like that's hall of fame material if that's not hall of fame material man then i don't know what it is i really don't know what it is
1: yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna lean to you on that one. Your expertise, you saw him up close and personal, but there was a lot of explaining with the hands. <laughs> at least to me to think that may, maybe he's not supposed to make the cut right away. But I'm 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 gonna ride with you on that one. I'm gonna ride with you on that one. like right, bet I appreciate that.
2: So now that that was like before, are there any current players that you like look up to, and you know, as the games evolved in this new game that we're looking at?
0: Uh LeBron for sure. I've always been hey, Kobe. Kobe has always been my favorite player. Okay. Um growing up. But uh LeBron, absolutely, you know, he I'm gonna say something real controversial. Are uh, y'all gonna hate me for this? Let's hear it. But I'll say it like this he is my goat. He is my goat. Me personally. For me, for what he stands for. It's just my my voting, uh how I vote for these goats, he's mine. But uh look at that. This, like we got a
2: Man, just a bright, young talent you are, man. You just, you just got it all together, man. That makes sense. He is the GOAT. He is the GOAT. That. Miles, LeMelo, you, you okay? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think there was just
2: some, something. Something in, in your eye. In eye? You better yeah, get the look probably. out your
1: eye. Yeah, something <laughs> in my eye.
2: No, Lomelo, definitely, man. He, uh, he came mm-hmm. in and shocked people, right? Because it was all that hype with the two, his two brothers that came before him. And, I mean, mm-hmm. he came up in and said, yo, I'm just going to go ahead and take this rookie. Rookie of a year award so no he's definitely a young time to Right.
0: Watch. yeah for sure man
2: and so going back to high school too you were a swimmer right
0: i did you
2: did swim did. so you broke the stigma <laughs> that we can't swim so i we- broke
0: the stigma man i stand on that too i broke there the stigma know. i stand on that
2: too how many were, how many of us were on the team that you when you were in high school
0: oh man it was two of us me and my homeboy me and my homeboy man. we were both like because I I wasn't playing basketball anymore like I gave up basketball Uh and so you know swimming during basketball season so I wanted to do something and I knew I was going into the Navy to be a seal so I knew I had to know how to swim really well I already knew how to swim I was comfortable in the water
2: got you but
0: I knew I was going to have to be more comfortable so and then he also went to the Navy so we both kind of joined at the same time kind of did like you know he was joining, I was joining, and let's do this together. So um, he joined. So I was just like, man, let's – Uh, he actually was like, let's, you know, swim on the swim team. He did it a year before me. Okay. And I was like, yeah. I ain't doing on swim team. Like, that looks <laughs> like I have to go to the gym and do that by myself. I ain't about to be swimming on the swim team. Right. But I did it, man. And uh, it was one other – I seen one other black person in the whole league, one other black person. And uh, he wasn't that good, but he was swimming. But he was there, though.
2: He was a pioneer. He was
0: there. He was there, there, man.
2: So since we're talking to both kind of sprinting, what were your – we usually ask this, and I think we just got excited, but what were your events in track, and what were your uh, events uh, swimming?
0: So my events in swimming, I think it was the 50 freestyle. Okay. And the 50 relay, or – one of the relays I can't remember. I, mean, I did one year swim and that was it. So you just
2: got in and uh, got what you needed. <laughs> it's like okay, I got I'm out. I
0: and that was it. Uh, so I, I think it was um, like the 200 relay. Either way, I go. I was a sprinter, a sprinter. 50 meter down the back. That's it. Gotcha. Because I couldn't do nothing. All right. And no what about track? Um, and track, I was a hurdler. So I did the 110 hurdles, 300 hurdles, and I did the 4 by 4 and the 4 by 2. So I was four events every track meet.
1: Yeah, those uh, put hair on your chest for real. That's the uh, truth, particularly the f- the four by four and the three hundred meter hurdles. But yeah, as as a as a person that keeps the stereotype alive, uh, because I cannot swim, uh, <laughs> I want to I want to kind of get into your mental aspect about just a swim meet, the competition, um, you know, being one of the only faces in the pool. What was just that? How how did you, how did you take that in high school?
0: So uh, I went to a mixed high school. So I went straight from a Detroit public school to a mixed high school. Uh, my mom with the high school that I was getting ready to go to, my mom was just like, "Uh, uh, I can't put you in that. And my mentality then she was like, no, it's not happening. So she moved us out. So I went to like a mixed high school. So a lot of my classes that I was in, I was always like the only black person in the class. What was the high school in the D? Uh, what was the name of it? Uh, the high school was named Lance Cruz North. So it's a little bit outside of Detroit. But my, the school that I grew up and I was born and, raised, born and raised in, honestly, when it comes to school, is uh, Detroit Edison. Um, okay. It's called DEFSA. That's the school that I went to. Um, but... Um, how did I feel being the only one on the on the swim team, pretty much, or one of the only people black? People? I did. I embraced it. Um, I embraced it because I, you know, I looked at it as you know, I'm representing us. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfamiliar territory and you know, unknown spaces. You know, I'm telling you, I only seen one other black person, and he looked as just as lost as we did, <laughs> uh,
2: looking like y'all was in a sunken place I, I or something.
0: Right. Right. We seen each other. Like I see you, you see me. Yeah. We locked in. Cool. cool. Uh, but no, I embraced it, man, for sure. I definitely embraced it. And, uh, and it's, and it's, and it's been like that, man, even going to the military, you know, sometimes I'm the only black person working on a shift or something like that. And, you know, I I just embrace it, man. I embrace it.
2: Gotcha. So we've had an Olympic swimmer, uh, shout out to to Natalie getting ready for Tokyo 21, uh, 2021, Mm -hmm. excuse me. Um, but just, there's been a, and we've had a, um, what's, why am I thinking of our track person we just had on there? Tiana. We just had Tiana. And there's just like a lot of talk going on around the Olympics. I wanted to get your thoughts on where you feel, because we're going to get into your brand um, about mm-hmm. what's going on with the Olympics, about the IOC, um, them not allowing, um, you know, any kind of protest or demonstration without some kind of backlash, um, the Shikari thing, or even just the health and safety. Mm-hmm. Have you been following any of that or have any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, it, it, it just it's just it just shows you how uh, the stereotypes, the prejudiceness, the constant, you know, making laws and rules that's singling out black people, you know, or black culture. Um, it just shows that it's a global pandemic. Honestly, it's global. It's not just here in America. It's felt all over the world. Uh, with me being in the military, you know, I've traveled all over and, you know, I've witnessed it firsthand. And so um, it's not a surprise to me that they're, you know, banning uh, the swimmers uh, caps for afros. Like, that's singling targeting, singularly targeting us, you know, because we don't want people that can have afros. And um, the Shikari thing, man, you know, my heart goes out to her, man. Um, uh, I don't know how anybody, you know, can go on the airwaves and judge her in any way because she lost her mother. I don't, I, I really don't know how anybody can, uh, adequately, you know, go through what she's going through without, you know, help without, you know, some a counselor being there for her or somebody like that. So that, that's where my first thoughts were is like, where was her, you know, her support, cons-
2: support? Like her, her support. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I think it makes you where brought that, that up at in at? our show. You know, we kind of talked, we touched on that, mm-hmm. on that episode we did. No, that's right. a good point, man.
0: Right. I, and I caught a little bit of it too. Um, but that's the first thing that, you know, me and my wife talked about it when I seen it uh, because I was happy that she went, cause I haven't following her since she had been at LSU. Oh, okay. Um, So I haven't following her and because I just like, I just liked her swag, man. You know, she got the long nails. She just do it her way and she out there cooking everybody. Like <laughs> ain't nothing you can do. Ain't there's nothing that you can say. Um. But uh, so I was really happy that when she got, and then you know it was, was kind of like, man, you know, I was really hoping. But I know this is not the end for her. You know what I'm saying? I know that she got a lot more in store. Um, I see that she actually um, has a race coming up in August that okay. she's going to be doing, and she's, gonna, you know, blow. I know she's going to blow it out of the water, man. And so, um, yeah, I, I I know that she's going to do well, man. I know that she's going to do well. She got a long career ahead of her.
2: Absolutely. All right, man, we want to switch gears. We want to jump into your career. Um, you got a lot going on, but uh, you touched on it. So I want to maybe talk a little bit about your military experience, and then and we'll just kind of transition. But um, tell me how it was serving. Uh, you were in the Navy, um, and yeah. you said that in high school you knew you wanted to be in the Navy. So where did that come from? Was there someone in the family, or, or why that branch of, of services?
0: Uh you know, when I go back in my memory, I cannot pinpoint one time when I was like, I'm going to the military because uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't raised on, you know, you're going to go to the military and serve and stuff like that. I, that That's not like a principle that I was necessarily raised on. Right. Um, but I just remember being, it was my senior year when I was uh, going into my senior year when I was sitting down one day and I was thinking like, you know, man, like, I want to go to college and run track, but I just don't want to be in school anymore. Like that's Mm -hmm. just not for me. I know it. Um, but I did know that I wanted to challenge. I remember talking to my aunt who is in Vegas. Um, she's the president of the Jack and Jill, um, out there.
2: Yeah. We talked about that. Shameless plug for Las Vegas, Jack and Jill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, um, now I was talking to her, man. And I was like, you know, I want to challenge and, and things like that. And, uh, I remember researching, you know, things about the military. First, it was the Army. Then it was the Marines. Then I didn't really look at the Air Force too much. Okay. Um, Then I went to the Navy, and I seen how – I seen this Navy SEAL training. And I'm looking at everybody, man. And just me being who I am, like, I always feel that as if, you know, I want to be able to represent us. Okay. Um, You know, um, I always wanted to be that person that will represent us, you know, break down a barrier, and then bring more of us uh, into that room with me. Mm. And so uh, I remember seeing um, some Navy recruiters came to one of our schools and they were like, hey, man, uh, you look athletic, you know, you should try out for the Navy SEALs test or whatever. And so um, the Navy SEAL test, you know, it's um, push up sit-ups. Uh, it's a certain amount of push-ups you got to do in two minutes or it's not a certain amount. You just got to do a lot. Uh, and then there's a pull-up. And then there's a swim and a a mile-and-a-half run. So it was a 500-meter swim and a a mile-and-a-half run. It's a lot, right? So, uh, you know, I did that, scored well, um, but I knew that I needed to get my swimming up because I was, like, dead tired after that swim. (laughs) So that's when I started, you know, I got into swimming. Um, That's how I started in the military. That's how I joined. Uh, That's what I wanted to do. It didn't end up translating like that because, you know, recruiters were just, you know to tell you whatever. So it didn't end up translating like that. But um, my career was still fine, man. I still did well. Uh, I I ended up being a cop in the military, funny enough. Um, I ended up being military police, law enforcement, anti-terrorism security officer. Uh, I did a lot of things in military. I did law enforcement. Um, I've done security on, you know, classified. Well, not classified, but, like, you know, um, highly protected planes. Wow. Um, that's actually second in line to Air Force One. Uh, I did investigations. Uh, so I was in Bahrain, which is a small Have y'all heard of Bahrain?
1: Yeah,
0: I know I you have. haven't, man. You, you military guy. Have you heard of Bahrain? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Look at the face. Nah, yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> only if the the animaniacs, when they were doing all the cities, that <laughs> they may have named that off, but, <laughs> but other than that, I have no reference to that.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I and mean, that's where I spent my last year and I was doing uh threat mitigation. So just going out and kind of mitigating any type of terrorist attacks, um wow. stuff like that. So I did that as well. And um like I loved it, man. It it was cool. Um and like I said, I was getting paid, you know, well. I was getting paid real well, but I knew that they were. it was just something in store. It was something more. Gotcha. It it just wasn't it for me anymore.
1: Yeah, one of my uh, good homeboys, uh, Rico, shout out to Rico. I know he's probably listening. Uh, He actually, that's the reason I know about Bahrain because he was actually stationed there. He was in the Navy as well. I think he just got out less than five years ago as well. So, uh, Mm -hmm. small world. But I know you've lived in a lot of different places, Uh, been associated with a lot of different people from a lot of different areas. Uh, What are some of Mm -hmm. the things that you learned uh, in the military? What were some of your favorite stops? Uh, and before you go, I think that's one of the best things about the military. I always say that I think mm-hmm. I can talk to anybody throughout my walk of life and I can find something in common with them just because I've seen a lot of things. and been a lot of places, right? So right. What are some of the things that you learned and what were some of your favorite stops while you were in the Navy?
0: My favorite stop, hands down, was Okinawa, Japan. Oh. Hands down.
1: I've heard that from you me. were there as well. I was born in Tokyo. So my parents did, uh, okay. air Force. So I was at Yokota air force base, um, for a Dakota, little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, I was a, this is a funny man.
0: This is a small word. I was a track coach up there in Okinawa. And you know, every year they would have that, uh, mm-hmm. track meet, that regional track meet. And I went up mm-hmm. there
1: all three years. I would,
0: so, yeah, your code is cool, man. Yeah. So that's I got to cool. go all back.
1: I was I was a youngster when I was there, but my dad always says a lot of great things. I think I missed my opportunity. I was supposed to go back when I was still single. But, <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> but oh, now yeah, I'm married. Yeah, it might not be as great of an experience but, uh, yeah. from that aspect. But I, 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 I've heard great things about it. But, no, nah, I didn't mean to cut you off, man.
0: No, that's all good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all good. Um, yeah,
0: Oki for sure, man. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I learned is that our culture is everywhere. Our culture is literally all over the world.
2: Nice. All over the world, man. And Speak it, on it, that, man.
0: And it's not its not even hidden, man. You know, when I was in Japan, there was like this, you know, certain cultures, they get kind of like very stereotypical uh, on their things. And so it was back when, you know, that dance, the whip or the nene or one of those things, uh, there was like this hip-hop store. <laughs> Uh, inside this little area um, and like they had all the mannequins like doing a name. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. They were sagging and everything, man. (laughs) I I actually have a picture. I have a picture on my Instagram, man. I got to show y'all that. But, um, but yeah, uh, just that our culture is everywhere, man, for sure. Our culture is everywhere and um, it's celebrated everywhere. Um, It's, you know, loved everywhere, but not us. You know so I'm it, that's how was um, and that's so it follows the, the same
2: way. the same trend, not us, then, right?
0: Right, they love the way we they love our culture, but not us, man.
1: that That is that is so interesting mm-hmm. and true. My parents, uh, when I was in college, they were stationed in uh Turkey, so I remember we used mm-hmm. to go to this store outside of the base, it was called in the alley where they used to sell. Merchandise, clothing, things like that. And one of their biggest sellers that they always wanted to sell was Rockerware, And they, we got Rockaware. Yeah. Like, that was one of their things. Like, and I'm, and I'm like 100%. Like, they sold yeah. Rockaware all the time. So I'm, which I'm, I can totally understand what you're saying that our culture is everywhere and they love our culture, but maybe not necessarily us.
0: Right. And that's what, uh, we'll get into it, but that's what Black Letters is about, man. It's, it's taken back. That power, it's, you know, my slogan is sharing the story of the black athlete with the world. And it's sharing our story because now we're able to possess our story and share it with whoever it is that we want to. Right now, our story is being told by whoever wants to tell it. Um, You know, our culture is being handled by whoever wants to handle it. You know, who we are as a people is being, you know, told and mistreated and misused by whoever wants to do it. And so black letters, man, I'm just trying, I'm taking that power back. And, you know, using that power, that leverage, that influence that we have all over the world uh, to, de- to to bring that back to our people I mean, and build up our communities. Because y'all can see, you know, when you go overseas, you will see, you know, hip-hop culture is being played in all the local clubs or hip-hop is being played in all the local clubs. Uh, everybody got on the newest, you know, urban fashion wear. Um, you know, people want to look like, you know, our women and people want to look like us and, you know, all of those different things. But when it comes to the equity and all of those things, we, we don't have any, we don't have it in our hands. And so that's what my goal is, man, to just put that equity back in our hands.
2: I love that, man. I look forward to getting at that while we're still in your career, man. So, um, you're also a trader. Do you want to clarify, um, yes. the, t- the trading that you do? <laughs>
0: Yes, not, not Forex. I'm not in the <laughs> Forex, man. I'm not in Forex. Yeah, I'm not selling no courses. I'm, I don't want y'all to come. I'm not doing that. Um, But, yeah, I'm an actual trader, man. I spent thousands of dollars to learn how to actually trade. Um, I've been in the stock market since 2016. I got in the stock market just because a lot of people in the Navy were like, hey, man, Bitcoin is going to be the next big thing. And, you know, I'm one of those dummies that invested in Bitcoin and then pulled out, too early, and I'm like, dang man, I could have had 18 billion dollars right now. Uh, but um, what do you trade? Yeah, what's, I got what's, into it. In
2: what's your vertical? Like, I know there's like different things, but what uh what are you trading?
0: So my main okay, I was, my main platform and what I actually uh-huh. do is option trading. That's my that's <laughs> what, that's my main thing that I do. I do shares. I, I'm I'm a long term investor as well. Um, but option trading on the day to day, you know, that's what I do. Um, in and out of contracts, probably about 12 o'clock, you know, I'm just in and out. And then the rest of my day is spent on, you know, black letters, but yeah, I'm a trader, man. I, like I said, I spent thousands of dollars to try to, um, to actually learn and pay for a course, somebody that I trust learned it, learned how to read the charts, uh, technical analysis, all of that stuff, man. And I've been doing it for a while now. So
2: that's good stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: So tell me about the education of being uh of being a trader. I'm I'm dying to to, to learn more myself, but uh kind of want to hear from your perspective. You're a young mogul in and making. So yeah, out- what's what's the background about that?
2: <laughs> yeah, outside of my uh Robin Hood account.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Robin Hood is cool, man. I use Robin Hood. I use TD Ameritrade and Webull as well. Um I honestly, it really teaches you discipline. It really, really teaches you discipline. Because I'm a I'm I'm a type of person, man, when I'm ready to do something, I'm let's go. And I'm all in, you know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Okay. Um, and that's how I've always been. But when it comes to trading, like like investing, you can't really be like that too much because you're gonna lose all your money. So <laughs> I don't lost. Uh, I'm not gonna get on here and act like I haven't lost money. Like I've lost a lot of money trading, a lot of money, man. Um, in, in the beginning, I, man, I'm telling you, I'm like, oh, I've learned one technical, you know, analysis. Or I learned one, I learned about the Bollinger Bands. Oh, this this stock is right here. Let me go all in right now. Let me put five thousand into this stock, and then I will just lose everything. So, wow. um. Yeah, it really, it really taught me discipline, man. It taught me to stick to my trading plan, stick to what, what works for me. People are A lot of people like to day trade. I'm not necessarily a day trader. I'm more of a swing trader. So, um, max, I will hold a contract is a day or two, you know, give or take. Sometimes maybe two weeks. Sometimes when it's not making its move and I have to scale in and stuff like that. But max, I will hold a contract is – and I go based off of percentages and not dollars. So, you know, if my main thing is, if I invest a thousand, I'm looking for a 10% move on my contract, my hundred dollars or whatever, just for example, and I'm out, you know, and I, and I'll do it like that. What I was looking for, like, I'm looking for, you know, a couple of thousand dollars a day. Like I'm looking for those big home runs instead of that consistent. That's why I was losing so much, but you're not going to have a home run all the time. A lot of people got into the stock market because they, because of those home runs, you know, they, they got on Dogecoin when it, you know, took off. They got on AMC and GameStop when it took off. And they thought that the stock market worked like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, the stock market does not work like that at all. And so, uh, yeah, so why everybody was, you know, on AMC and GameStop trying to get these home runs, I'm over here just, let me get my 10% day and I'm cool.
2: You, you batting doubles and triples. You just want to keep it in the park, right? Just keep hitting, getting those hits. So, do, do you trade for just your keep it in the
0: park, man. That's the safe point,
2: right? Now, do you trade for yourself or others or family, or or is it just solely yourself or w- with a um, a company?
0: Yeah. So, I have traded for family before. I've made them money. They traded without me and lost it all. So, uh, I was actually teaching um, a, I was teaching courses um every Tuesday. It was only to family and close friends. I wasn't charging anybody. I was telling them, like, look, man, I'm making X amount of money a day. They see me posting my stuff on Instagram. A lot of people were asking me, you know, hey, man, you know, can you, you know, show me how to do it one-on-one, stuff like that. I'm like, nah, man, I'm only going to stick with close family and friends for now because it it gets a lot trying to teach a lot of people. Right. Um, Especially when it comes to the stock market because people, I'm telling you, they get real greedy and they blame me when they lose. And It's like, I didn't tell you to do that. I don't know why you did that. (laughs) And so it's same thing that happened with my family, man. I, I got them, you know, good on an Apple contract. You know, they invested a certain amount of money, got more than that back. Then they were like, oh, okay, I can do this again. Did the same thing again and then lost it off. And I was like, I didn't tell you to do that, so I don't know why you did that. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I've, ta- I've definitely talked before. I slowed down mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, one thing I didn't mention to you guys is that I recently – uh, we had our wedding. We were already married okay. for about two, two two and a half years now, but we recently, because I went overseas and stuff like that, we weren't able to have our wedding. And then the pandemic last year, we had to change it to uh, this year. But I recently had my wedding on June 26th, my actual wedding. So,
2: oh, congratulations. <laughs>
0: yeah, I appreciate that, man. So all throughout June, I wasn't trading at all, man. I, I kind of just chilled because I knew I wasn't going to have time to like really, you know, think about my trades and actually be in the right mindset.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you said that was it that you did, but you got one other component before we get into Blackletics is mm-hmm. you're going, you're a full-time student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, yeah.
0: what do you, how did I forget that I'm a full-time student? <laughs> <Correct>. Yeah. Full-time <laughs> student, man. Full-time student. I go to um Strayer University. I'm in a digital entrepreneurship course, uh, master's in digital entrepreneurship. I received my, bachelors while I was in the military at Asher University in economics, 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 however you want to say it. And now um, I'm pursuing my, I was in school for finance at Wash college in uh, Michigan. Um, But I just, it just wasn't really hitting for me. Um, And so I pulled out and I ended up finding Strayer and, you know, I, I love it.
1: Strayer's dope. So I'm 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 sure some parts of the and I hate to keep going back to the military, but I'm sure it kept, kind of brought you some work life balance. Uh, it seems like you got a mm-hmm. lot on your plate. How to, how to how how are you able to manage it all and, and balance life and you know not necessarily newlywed, but you know there, there's an element that goes into mm-hmm. that as well too. So how do you manage all that? Um, I think I've always
0: been able to balance a lot of things on my plate. And like you said, being in the military, man, it's, you know, you got full-time work. And I was a full-time student. I was taking, you know, two or three classes at a time to try to hurry up and get my degree. Um, And then, you know, I'm still active in, you know, extracurricular activities, you know, while I was in the military. Um, You know, whether it's uh, coaching or doing certain activities within the military. Um, I was a supervisor as well. So, you know, I was supervising like 18, 19 people. So it was a lot, man, but I was able to balance it very, very well. And, uh, and yeah. And so here we are now, man, you know, doing the stocks every day, doing blackletics, answering emails. Um, people saying, Hey, I ain't got my shirt yet. I'm like, did you check your tracking number? No, I didn't. It's, I, I set this up for a reason. You know, people just,
1: you know, to ask all type of crazy questions, man. Um, my bad in the you future. And my bad in advance because I'm one of those that will say it's all good, man. It's all <laughs> <our> good, <laughs> man. Apologizing it in advance. But look, we got good customer service
0: here, man. <laughs> I don't get mad at nobody. You're not going to see me get mad because uh, I'm on the email. So you're not going to see me, you know, because of you out. You know, Real professional, professional, we Real uh, professional. And then, you know, I got, um, since this NIL came out, I have a lot of people trying to figure out how they can get in the door with Black Athletics. Yeah. And so, you know, me, you know, having to run through the legalities and trying to see, you know, what's the best fit for um, them coming through and, you know, doing some work with us, man, it's just, it's nonstop work, man. And then I have a wife on top of that.
2: <laughs> there you go. Complete. So it's nonstop. Work, man. Nonstop. Right. And then um, I definitely have some resources for you So on the NIL stuff, so we'll definitely chop it up offline for that.
0: All right, for sure, for sure. I appreciate that.
2: So um, now, man, uh, we want to get into quick hits. Uh, MH, this is you, man. You ready for the quick hits? Turn your mic on. Yeah, my go. bad,
1: man. I am, I am. Baby was crying. Let me pull him back up here. <laughs> I am. All right. So... Uh, Ronnie, just coming kind of some a few, couple of quick questions. So Detroit, you got a, you got a dinner, right? You got a dinner. You're going to invite four guests. From Detroit or representing Detroit, however you want to take it, who's your four dinner guests? My four dinner
0: guests is going to be my wife, for sure.
2: Good move. There you go. <laughs> really good
0: move. <laughs> right. Uh, that's a dead giveaway. Uh, my wife, for sure. And it will have to be my homeboy, my brother, uh, Chris and his girl, for sure. Okay, I like it.
1: Well, family Favorite, affair. Movie. <laughs> Favorite movie. <laughs> Favorite movie.
0: Favorite uh, movie. I'm going to sound real stereotypical, but uh, Loving Basketball is one of them. <laughs> but uh, the Endgame, Avengers Endgame, for sure. For sure, I got a follow for Infinity. Uh huh. Go ahead.
1: Okay, for loving basketball, which one is better, loving basketball or the wood? Loving
0: basketball because it's sports. I'm a sports Mm -hmm. guy, so. Okay. Okay, I I love the wood though. The wood is a it's a it's a classic. It's a classic.
1: What's a favorite athlete and favorite actor? Kind of Favorite athlete uh, has
0: to be LeBron. Um I'm more of a, a story guy. I like the story of LeBron, um, where he came from and then what he's doing now. Like I you know, I love it. Favorite actor has to be Denzel, man. Denzel for sure.
1: You you got you got a uh a, a Mount Rushmore or Benzel movies you would you would uh throw in there?
0: A Mount Rushmore Benzel movies uh training day for sure <laughs> um i liked, I liked okay. Fences. i like Fences. uh huh that's
1: sleeper
0: uh what else um oh, man, all of them to be honest man john p key i like that one or not john p key what was it john uh yeah john i know you t- Q or something like that yeah. john,
1: john p key That that, that that's, movie, that movie. John P. Key is a thank you, Jesus, right? I, I'm, 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 I'm
0: Right. John yeah.
1: I of the, the gospel. Yeah. John, <laughs> Lord, you're good. Yeah. John Q.
2: Or was it John Q where it was his yeah. son? Yeah,
1: he do John the Hawk thing like, uh, we're going to get yeah. you a new yeah, heart. John Q. But John P. Key got a whole round yeah, much more uh, songs, hot. too, though. Shout <laughs> <Tell laughs> out to John P. Key. Yeah. Yeah, Shout <laughs> out to John P. Key. <laughs> he got a round much more of his own. All right. Uh. Last one. Um, Who would you like, I I guess it was a top three, top three guys and we can kind of get into uh, to model your gear. If you had to choose three athletes to to model your gear, who would be your top three there? Uh, Top three guys to model my gear.
0: Um, I think for one, it'll have to be, uh, Marcus, I can't remember his last name. He's a soccer player who uh they just put in. He missed the spot kick. Um and they okay. you know are being real racist towards him right now. Over there, all that
2: uh, rhetoric and all that uh, of that for him missing that kick and again from the Euro, Euro games or whatever it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Him, for sure, because I like uh, what he stands for. He's been out there, you know, representing and um, feeding the kids and raising all this money for the kids. Like, I like – that's the type of people that I like. Uh, LeBron, obviously, because, you know, I'm biased. So, yeah, you know, if LeBron read my stuff, man, you know, that would be a blessing. And uh, one of the last guys, man – there's so many it's so hard to like you know just pick just one uh i'd have to say maybe uh, lamar jackson
1: mm. i like lamar he got yeah, a he uh it seems like he got a real like down to down to earth type of personality like really approachable and he's like, real 100% right, like right. all the like time
2: God. all the time
1: yeah no, i like it yeah <laughs> You got one, EJ? For sure.
2: No, nah, man, those are perfect. And I think it's this, this great segue into what we've all came here for. So we're going to want to jump into the winner's circle, man, and talk yeah. about Black Blackletics, man. One of your, your Jamaican um team jobs you got going on right now. But um, tell us about, like, how you started. And you've touched on a little bit about it and where the name, why that was the name you ultimately chose.
0: So – uh, right when I got out of the military, um, I had a nonprofit sports league
2: oh, okay. it was called the
0: GBL, the gathering betterment league. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to get into, you know, helping the youth, uh, as far as a nonprofit, you know, giving grants to, um, you know, kids giving out scholarships and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, but when the whole pandemic hit, you know, I couldn't really do anything sports related. Uh, Michigan was, co- like, completely shut down. And so, uh, but I had this term called Black Leet. Black Leet. And it was Black athlete combined in one word. Our culture and athletics combined in one word um, so that it's never separate. You know, we bring our culture to sports, which is why sports have evolved the way that it has. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had that word, and I'm like, man, I don't want to sell shirts, you know, doing this. And then uh, I started to, like, go through the motions of, you know, making a website, black lead website and stuff like that. And I was going through the trademarks and stuff like that. And now I was like, man, there's something more. It's not just I I don't want it to just be a T-shirt brand. I want it to be an actual movement, an actual uh, company, an actual athletic wear company to where we're not just selling T-shirts. I'm selling shorts and I'm selling, uh, you know, under, um, you know armor type, you know, gear, the compression shirts and the compression shorts. And I'm selling full out athletic gear to everybody. Right. And, um, the name just kind of came to me one day. It was like black and athletic black lettuce. And it, it just kind of snapped for me one day. And I was like, that's hard, man. That, that's it right there. And so black letters, man, that's, where uh, you know, kind of where I got the name from. So you asked me, um, like, uh, what kind of motivated me and inspired me to do that.
2: Yeah. Why'd you start? Because you've, you've shared a transition. I remember black leads, the shirt coming out a while ago. So I do remember that that was the first, um, you know, generation of this kind of process. So what made you like Mm -hmm. change into it? And and what's the breadth of, of the company now?
0: So what made me uh, change into it is because I knew that I knew how our influence is me traveling the world, being all over the place, I knew that our influence goes very, very far. I knew that our culture goes very, very far. I knew that how we are looked up to in sports as like black Americans in sports all throughout the world, you know, uh, our athletes are highly, you know, looked up to, they're highly recognized everywhere. And so my thing was, you know, we have all of these things, you know, Nike is, you know, or Adidas and Reebok and all of these companies, they're using urban culture to sell their products and they're using primarily black athletes to promote their products. Right. Um, and a lot of them got their start. A lot of them got their biggest breakthrough because of that. So, you know, me doing my research on Nike. One of the reasons why Nike got like a very big breakthrough is because of Jordan, because of the Jordan brand, you know, they paid him at first 300,000 and they flipped that to like almost 300 million. Um, when they first sponsored him and you know, now it's a forever growing relationship. And so, I knew that with that type of leverage and that type of influence um, that they have, we don't see that being profit shared in our community. Right. You know, these athletes are coming from our communities, but these big companies, you know, they aren't they aren't using them or using the profit share to build up our communities. Everybody else does it. You know, everybody else, when they get their community, they get their business, they take it back home and they share with their people, they share with their families, they share with their community. Um, but it's just, you know, with us, it's, it just seems like everybody has their hand, you know, in the pot, um, in our pot and not really giving us, you know, enough to eat with. So with Black Athletics, I wanted to be able to give that equity back into our hands. And I knew because of my passion for sports, uh, my passion for, you know, seeing us do better, seeing us, um, you know, you know, build up. Cause I come from Detroit, like the inner cities of Detroit, you know, some of the worst neighborhoods, you know. In the States. And so, just even me, you know, every day driving down the street, seeing that, seeing, you know, the condition that a lot of our people are in while they're wearing Nike shirts and while they're wearing, you know, Jordan shoes and stuff like that. It's like, man, there's a way that this, you know, trillion dollar market cap in Nike, over billions of dollars in revenue every year, uh-huh. can find a way to start putting that type of profit back Go into ahead. our communities.
2: And that's awesome.
1: It's really beautiful, man. Talk about, um, you know, we, we, we kind of touched on it, but it's synonymous with athletes being more than athletes, um, being CEOs, I um, and, and like you said, giving that power back to our communities. Talk about how important that is for athletes on uh, their platform and even collaborating with you on your platform of, of, of bringing that back uh, to our communities.
0: Yeah, man, I do think that... Um growing up in the inner cities, you do think that the only way out is to be a rapper or an athlete. Um, but there is so much more of a world that we're just not exposed to because again, we don't control our narrative. Right. Um, and so uh, there's a commercial. I think Procter and Gamble just did it. Um, they did a commercial with like uh, Rich Paul and like, Saying that you can be more than an athlete, you know, you can be an, a sports agent like Rich Paul, or you can be uh, an artist like you know, a guy who was an artist, or you can be you know, a lawyer. And we and I have a similar commercial coming out soon, it'll be aired more so during the fall season. Uh, that's kind of on, on the same li- uh, lines. Like you can be an athlete, but also we want to also see, or we see our athletes, we see black athletes. but We, we want to see the black attorney that's behind him. Right. Or the black chef that's behind that athlete. Um, the black family that's behind that athlete. The black uh, attorney that's behind that athlete. You know, we want to see the black faces that are in, in positions of power uh, that's surrounding the world of athletics. Because athletics is a small part. You still have licensing. You still have attorneys. You still got, you know, a whole world that uh, keeps this ball rolling of athletics. And the more we have black faces in that, just as we have more black faces in, you know, athletics, um, it's going to open up a, a lot of doors for a lot of people.
2: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And, 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 and get into the process of uh, actually designing clothing. I, I like to wear clothes personally. I like athletic gear. I like shoes. I like it. So the fashion world, just the process of designing shirts, designing materials, all that kind of stuff take us as as far as you can behind the scenes on how that process goes
2: and a little, and expand as well. And I'm sorry to expand on what MH just said. Also with the um, apparel side of things, right? Because I think even when we, when we spoke early on, you were like, no, I just want to make sure I'm not just a t-shirt company. Right. So you're, you're, you're getting into that, that, that full spectrum. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So, um, we have a legging set coming out and a dry fish shirt coming out, man. It's it's dope, it's dope. But um, how I go about uh, making you know the, our products? Um, for one, I have to give credit where credit is due. My wife is the goat, man. She is like the fashion guru. She has uh, she's you know her own influencers. Like I said, she has you know thousands of followers across all platforms. Uh, um, yeah. She's a makeup, travel, and yeah, duh, give give, man, give she, a shout out to to, to Miss
2: Jasmine. She uh she I hope she's helping you with your marketing because uh yeah, Jasmine
0: Kaya,
1: <laughs> Jasmine Kaya
0: on all platforms, YouTube, Instagram, whatever, everywhere. Jasmine Kaya. that's that's the wife, absolutely. Um, but no, I I usually I would design something and I would run it by her and she'll say, oh, I'll make it like this, make it like that, um, and then uh you know we kind of go from there, um. I do look for black graphic designers because um, I go on Fiverr, Fiverr, however you want to say it. I yep. go on there a lot, but they just never really make it how, I, how I'm how i envisioning it. Um, but black graphic designers do. So I do look for black graphic designers. Um, Jasmine just made our leggings um, top and bottom. She just designed that. Um, so when you guys see that, you know, that's all her. She designed it. That's you awesome. Know, a woman from a woman's perspective. Um, And so when it comes out, man, you know a lot of people. We've already done like a lot of tests to send it out to a couple influencers, saying, "Hey, you know this is what we got coming. You know, would you mind you know doing this?" And they're like, "Oh, this is so cute. You know, I love it. You know, send it over." So, uh, yeah, man. That's, well, you know, MH and I like to like to
2: how- test things as well. So, um, you know, when when some other things come out that you may need, you know, the black and sports perspective, just know that we 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 here for you. <laughs>
0: I got you, man. I got you. I got
2: you for sure. I got you. All right. So I wanted to ask this question, man. So as far as not maybe apparel, but we've seen the big baller brand, right? Um, Master P comes out. He's come out with shoes. I'm I'm sticking from the athletics because that dude got everything from ramen noodles to pancake syrup and all of that stuff. But you've seen these guys come chips, (laughs) all of that. Um, is there anything you've learned because like I like the fact that you said they I researched Nike and this is how they you know pimped our game into where they are so is there any research you've done on those guys and, and seen what they did and things maybe you've learned to do or not do
0: yeah uh master P is one of like one of my favorite people oh wow um, okay because of you know what he stands for how he's conducted himself as to man he's like you know he done did it all, man. He sold drugs then he went to the NBA and now he's a rapper. Now he's an entrepreneur, man. He done did it all. He got so much. He got like a crazy perspective. But, uh yeah, um, Master P, what I've learned from him is, you know, he's very, very family oriented, but he's always making these strategic business decisions that's going to benefit black people. Um, And it's like, that's kind of like his forefront. Like, how can I, help this, you know, black rapper? How can I help this black athlete? You know, how can I help black people and put them in a position to uh, win? Um, and, Master P- and the same thing with uh, uh, BBB, you know, the big baller brand. Um, I like how he was family-oriented, you know, m- building generational wealth. He said, I, I used to watch their show, Ball in the Family, every single Sunday okay. on Facebook. Every single Sunday. You can ask me watch when the episode came on, I'm on my phone watching Big Baller Brand. Uh, or ball in the family, and um, you know, how he marketed uh, the big ball brand, you know, he was like the loud guy saying that my sons are going to be this, and everything that he said pretty much came true. My son's going to get drafted high to the Lakers, Lonzo goes to the Lakers, LaMelo is going to shock the world. He comes in from Australia and IMG Academy and gets a rookie of the year, man. This is like you know, stuff like that, man, is what I value. Um, seeing black fathers really be there for their sons in the way that he is, and he's built and he and he built something for them specifically. Like the big ball of brand was for Lonzo and Jello and uh, Melo. It was for them, and you know they got their first taste of what it is to sign contract and design their own shoe and all of that. So it's you know it's pretty much now. You know they have you know the mindset now of you know how I can how they can conduct themselves um in and out of these contracts with either Nike or Pumo, whatever they want to do. So um I definitely took a lot out of uh LeVar Ball and Master P for sure. Right. For sure.
1: Yeah, touching on um you know what you just kinda is stated about what their mindset is of marketing themselves and learning how to kind of be their own CEOs, uh and we touched on a little bit what what kind of your your thoughts on you know the new rules with the NCAA and um, you know, how athletes can can market themselves and how that process is going for you on that end.
0: I like it, I love it. I think it's long overdue. I think these um college institutions have been really getting down on the name, image, and likeness of these players. And uh, I understand that it's college, I understand you know, high school players are made, it. I understand that they're supposed to be in school, but uh, still, you know, these these. I don't even know. I'm, I I don't even know how to get a hold of their balance sheets to look at like the NCAA or look at the balance sheets of these schools and see how much money they're actually pulling in from athletics, um, and how much they're drawing in from these guys, especially when they go pro, and their name is just you know oh Duke Kyrie came from there and other people came from there like I want to go to Duke and so they get this influx of people so but um I like it and so now a lot of people are coming to us you know Black Blackletics you know my emails and DMs have been flooded with people like, hey, man, you know, I go to this school, you know, pri- they're primarily from HBCUs, and I love that. Awesome. Um, they're saying, you know, I'm from this school, man. You know, I'm looking to, you know, I guess I guess the- when the bar dropped on this uh, legislation or this rule, they was like, I'm, I'm eating now. I'm eating my <laughs> bread. And they started like, they, they was not playing, man. You know, people hit me up like two, three times. Hey, you know, just want to follow up. You know, I'm like, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, ha- I'm having to respond to the people that hit me up more than once rather than the people that hit me up once because, you know, they're they're hungry, man, and I love it, man. I'm happy for it, man. I just hope, and this is what I was talking about with somebody else um the other day, I just hope that they're not getting – they're just not signing anything, you know, as hungry as they are to start making, you know, money off of their names, that they're just not signing anything to where they could get into better deals Or better contracts, you know, somewhere else other than just let me just sign with this, you know, company or whatever.
2: Absolutely. Or undervalue themselves. No, that's a great point. All right. So another uh, thing I want to bring up since you're an athletic brand and uh, just get your thoughts. So uh, Kim Kardashian uh, has a big deal with the Olympics to where like her. Under look, you cover your face. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on that? You couldn't even put the poker face on. So, just sh- share share it with I, us. I couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> How you feel about that? And just it, it was a shock to me.
0: Uh smart move on the Olympics. Oh, okay. Very smart move. Very smart financial decision on the Olympics. Um, skims with Kim Kardashian. Like you can't you can't lose with that. The Kardashians influence all over the world is just, you know, they're probably you know the most famous people on on earth right now. Um, however, I do believe that there are it, it kind of inspires me as black letters, and it and it, it inspires me because uh there's so much opportunity for black athletes to be represented in all aspects of sports, you know, through and especially in in the Olympics where there's not a lot of representation on black companies representing the Olympics. Right. Um, it just motivates me to like, all right, you know, we really got to put in the work for the next, you know, 20 years to, you know, get to that point. And, um, so smart move on the Olympics, obviously, like they're catering to their audience, you know, but when it comes to the representation for black athletes, that's, you know, that's going to dominate the Olympics. Like there you know, I really believe that there should be a black athletic brand that's sponsoring or that's the that's the face of, you know, the Olympics.
1: Man, I always I had to Google something. I didn't even know what y'all were talking. I didn't know what y'all was talking about. So just now, I guess Kanye did yeah. did some stuff though. So shout out to Kanye. You're so stupid. <laughs> wow.
2: That's news to me, man. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely. Well, hey, twenty was it twenty twenty five now? I wonder. So they're going to go back to four? Like, is this like a, a alt delete year? So is the next Olympics going to be twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five? Either way,
0: Black Lettuce in, in
2: the next Olympics. Let's let's get that going.
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'll take that. I'll take that for sure. <laughs> Blackletics 2025, 2024, whatever year it's going to be, we in there. And
2: hey, let's get that shirt design. I, I want to see it. Start the campaign now.
0: <laughs> sure. All right, 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 man, right. So we're wrapping uh, up. I, I'm, I'm going to have uh, afro caps too for the for the black swimmers. I'm, I'm going to make them
1: <laughs> specifically for them.
2: Right, get the, get the design specs so we can get, the, get our <laughs> swimmers taken care of. And look, we got Natalie, we got a plug for you so we can get someone to, you know, Put that together.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true.
2: MH, you got anything final thoughts, man?
1: Yeah, just kind of your uh, some. Uh, we, uh, we we just talked about the Olympics being a goal. Uh, what's some other goals for the for the company that you have?
0: Uh, I get this question a lot, man. The biggest goal for me is I want to be able to give. I want to be able to make enough revenue, enough money, enough profit in our business, and have enough cash flow that whenever we find something that's in need of sponsorship or grants or whatever the case is, we can do it, you know, and not necessarily be hurt. And that's so, true. you know, that, that can be, you know, million dollar revenue a month, million revenue a year, whatever the case is, I want to be able to give back to our community and eventually build community, you know, build houses for people for free, give that family generational wealth, um, uh, pay off debt for people, you know, buy this for people, buy, you know, I want to be able to give back. So I want to be in a position to where I can comfortably give back at a high click, not just, uh, you know, let me feed these people here. I don't want to just, just, just only feed people, but I want to get them to so that they can feed themselves.
2: That's awesome. Um,
0: and consistently. So, um, but you know, more tangible things, um, you know, sponsoring, um, or having, you know, endorsing, um, you know, some professional athletes, uh, getting a lot of our inner city high schools sponsored by us, you know, Black blackletics so that, you know, we can cut back on these costs that Nike is hitting them over the head with, with these uniforms. Everybody want to be sponsored by Nike and Adidas these days, but you know, and their Nike is going to hit you over the head with these prices. So, um, you know, save these schools, you know, and these budgets, you know, half that the hassle, you know, with talking with Nike, somebody overseas, probably, you know, all in house, all in the States. Um, And, you know, and just and and, and just, you know, making an impact, you know, changing, you know, the way in which we see, you know, black entrepreneurship, um, the way we're represented in all facets of uh, life as a whole, pretty much.
2: Man, that's awesome, man. And M.H., that was a great question. And it's awesome to see when, you know, the owner of a brand naturally, you know, says that because that's what you embody because your vision is you start off on your website to say to use our capital to influence and invest and build up black communities and you know Mm -hmm. to have that you know come out naturally and and some of the things that you want to do tangibly within your community and not even in just you know inner city around Detroit Michigan area you want to do this worldwide and you know where there's a need be able to help so man um hand clap to that man
0: I do want to say this um yeah I don't mean to cut you off I do want to say this though. Um, Blackletics honestly was divinely inspired, man. If it wasn't for God, I would not have Blackletics. Um, I know a lot of different people have different beliefs, but I'm telling you, man, I have been guided. I had I had no clue what entrepreneurship was, especially digital entrepreneurship. I didn't know how to build a Shopify page. I didn't know what widgets and gidgets to add to the Shopify page to you know get more sales. Didn't know nothing about Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, influencer marketing, affiliate marketing. I didn't know anything, man. And um, this whole process that I've been going through, man, I'm telling you, it's a number of guys that's been helping me, man. So shout out to God for sure.
2: Let's go. Shout out to God. Well, hey, for this sure. this is uh, the part of the show we call The Assist. This is where you get to drop a coaching gym. So this is just a quote that you live by, I mean, you can give a scripture or just something you would tell your younger self or the people out there. So give us like a short life philosophy or a quote that you go by.
0: I got, uh, this quote really stuck with me when I was running track and it was, as a man thinks, so is he. Meaning the way in which you think about yourself uh, your outlook, your perspective on your future, on life. If you have a negative perspective, then you're going to produce negative results. And the reason why I said that with track is because I did not become a dog at track until about my junior year, and that's because I was going up against some crazy hurdlers, man. Like dudes would be six three and could just go over these hurdles like like it was nothing. And I will always lose at the start line. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm already in a mindset, like, you know, I'm probably going to come in third or fourth, like, third, fourth at best. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was one day I was at the track meet, man, and I was looking at these people, they were built, they were stocky, they were tall, long-legged, and I was just like, look, man, I remember uh, hearing, I think, a sermon one day, and it was harped on as a man thinking, so was he. And I, had, and I had to tell myself, like, I got to stop thinking that I'm weak, because I'm not slow i'm not trash like i'm actually good so i was like all right i'm a dog now man i'm about to just start doing what i'm doing And that race i beat somebody who has you know was like one of the top in the county at the time you know and i beat him and i didn't just like beat him by a little bit like i actually was like a couple a hurdle or so in front of him dusted him and from there man it was just it was just up for me i ended up winning mvp you know back to back years or something like that uh I won like sprint EVP one year then MVP of the team my senior year so um uh, and actually my wife played basketball we won MVP at the same time in high school which is kind of crazy at the same school
2: there you go oh. so loving basketball in real life
0: yeah exactly you see why i like it loving track and basketball, loving track whatever. and
2: basketball there you go well because we know omar Epps, it, so he ran he, track in uh what was it in higher learning
0: <laughs> right <laughs> that, is true, that is true man that is true that's funny
2: oh uh, so that's, that's awesome man for,
1: yeah for sure as a man think it so is he man
2: i love it i love it, miles anything else for the people before we get out of here
1: Nah, man. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for, for, for joining us, man. It was an absolute pleasure to speak with you. Hey, man. Go support. I appreciate y'all for having me, man.
2: Absolutely, man. That's so sure. go support, man. While I give these final notes, you see uh, all the handles are right there um, for Black Athletics, and we will definitely have that in the show notes. So you can, um, if you're listening, uh, you can check those things out. But just want to thank you, our guest. I guests. forgot to mention
0: one thing, man. Oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I mean, it, it's, really, it's really quick. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, the I don't know what day it is today. Oh, the
1: giveaway. Uh, the 14th. 14th. The
0: giveaway. Yes. Tomorrow, Wednesday, um, we are giving away $500 to two black athletes, uh, college athletes. Um, I know that being with being a college athlete, a lot of people, you know, don't have time to go to work, you know, so they don't have time to, you know, have the basic necessities that they need. And so we're just looking to give two black athletes $500 to go in their pockets and to go towards anything. Hopefully it's not just partying and drinking and stuff, but it's towards actual things that they need, you know, for their dorms or for food or whatever it is. So we'll be announcing that giveaway um, on Wednesday and just go to our Instagram page, Blackletics underscore, still trying to fight to get that Blackletics page that somebody just holding for whatever reason. But Blackletics underscore... Um, go to our page and you'll see the post, um, and just follow along with what you have to do to be able to win that.
2: So define athlete, back. define athlete. Cause I still got a, a year of eligibility. Um, my medical red shirt that I, uh, you gotta be,
0: you gotta be <laughs> enrolled in a college actively on a roster actively on the roster.
2: There you go. There you go. So yeah. So go check that out. Uh, we have that running on the screen um and you may miss this one um you know our shows are evergreen so whenever you're listening still go to check black uh, blackletics because they may be running an offer at that time as well um so once again i'm glad you put that on there that was um on me to remember as well uh we'll repost that once we go to the site um but thank you guys all for listening i hope you enjoyed the show uh reach out if you would like to be a, um, a sponsor of the show and then lastly please subscribe on youtube because visual representation matters check us out and listen to us wherever you've Listen to your podcast and know, uh, be, be safe, practice gratitude, and we're rooting for you.
0: Screaming, all us blacks got us sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black, yo, yo. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh, sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black Spap out two racks on handmade new rags Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back.